Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10. Today's episode was made possible by the work of Casimir Funk, who in 1912 coined the term vitamine with the discovery of niacin, aka vitamin B1. Later, the E was dropped off of vitamine as we discovered that a vitamin does not inherently contain an amine group. That's going to lead us into our big question for today though is, are multivitamins healthy? What'd you think of starting off our episode with a fun little factoid? I thought it was fun anyways. But yeah, over a hundred years of research on vitamins and we don't have a conclusive answer for anything. Yay! Well, we have conclusive answers, but we don't have conclusive answers to my question. Before any of you get any crazy ideas that I'm telling you that you don't need vitamins, vitamins are essential elements for life. You need vitamins. But my question was, do you need a multivitamin supplement? That is actually a question, and you wouldn't think it's a question because it's a $35 billion industry. IBIS said so, not me, but $35 billion industry. And it's considered to be one of the big controversies of medicine. Like, what? That's crazy to me. So... Why do people take multivitamins, especially if I'm telling you there's controversy? Why? People take multivitamins because there's this idea that they need to supplement their poor diet. This is a problematic thought, but we'll get to that later. Let's talk about some other goals people have. Other big goals with multivitamins are disease prevention. Now, as disease prevention is very broad, let's talk about the two that come up the most, which would be cardiovascular disease and cancer, you're going to find that there's a lot of other diseases that people want to talk about, but those are the big ones. Those are the ones everybody wants to tout when they're talking about things, so those are going to be our two. Other major goals with multivitamins are very much to specific populations. We're going to talk a bit about specific populations today. I know that's not normally where we go with this. We want to hit all those general goals. But given how the research stacks up, we are going to have to break it down into this group of people, that group of people, why they're different, why they may get benefits versus why they don't get benefits. So let's dive in to controversy. So in 2013, there was a John Hopkins editorial that was put out in response to a very thorough meta-analysis paper. The John Hopkins editorial has since been redacted due to the fact that other research has shown up since then. But that original meta-analysis has a lot of value when we want to talk about it because it has so much data in it and there is a lot of very important information because this is kind of the turning point when people start going, maybe multivitamins aren't so great. Or at least this is when I started to notice people asking those questions. The article I'm talking about is entitled Updated Systematic Evidence Review for the U.S. Prevention Services Task Force, and it collected data from every 2005 to 2013 study. That was the beginning of 2013. Analysis came out towards the end. Basically, what it looked at was to see, okay, we have all this data. Let's put it together and see if we can find some cohesive trends. They did but they weren't the trends people thought they were going to find. 
the big takeaway from this study was that they didn't find a major benefit to men to be taking a multivitamin. They found no benefit to the generic, air quotes around generic woman. And there was inconclusive evidence regarding specific supplementation. The reason they had such inconclusive evidence in that area was because that was not the primary focus of the study, but one of those secondary things that they ended up with data on. Now, this particular study did come away with the idea that there was a small benefit to certain men taking multivitamins to prevent cancer. This is um, directly contraindicated by other studies done since. Specifically in the case of prostate cancer, men who have had prostate cancer and who are taking a multivitamin every day did see an increased risk of recurrent cancer. This is from a 2018 study. A big caveat with this is we do need more data. This is an observational study. This is not a randomized controlled trial. Uh, RCTs are a very big deal when we wanna talk about dietary supplementation. And as you're going to find out throughout all of this, there aren't enough of them. So if you're a guy and you have previously had prostate cancer, think real hard before taking that multivitamin every day. We don't know for sure, but there is an association. Major caveat I wanna throw into that study is that it is talking about a generic woman. And a generic woman excludes every woman who's over the age of 65, has a chronic disease, or is pregnant. Now, specifically, if you're pregnant, you should be taking prenatal multivitamins. I did not research those thoroughly because they are such an exclusive class of multivitamins. I considered them separate from the generic, but there is lots of evidence, at least in all of the papers that I read, that said you should be taking it because they have done all those RCTs, they are coming back with positive impacts, and they are beneficial to both you and your unborn child. So take your vitamins or don't. That's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> Moving right along from that, recent data has shown that there is a huge benefit to an exclusive population in taking multivitamins. That particular population though is that aging population, 65 and older crowd. For the 65 and older crowd, they have done all of the research. There have been some random controlled studies and we are seeing some pretty huge benefits as far as disease prevention go, but maybe not the diseases we talked about at the beginning. A 2022 study came back finding that multivitamins have a relationship to a huge decreased risk of macular degeneration. That is not a direct relationship. People who take a multivitamin in this study were found to have higher levels of zinc, lutein, and another chemical name that I cannot quite pronounce that has xanthus in it, which is then associated with your body's ability to have better amounts of beta carotene, which prevent macular degeneration. Do you see how this is all connected? Again, that's not that easy one and done sort of relationship, but it is something to keep in mind. In 2021, a 
study was done, and this was an actual controlled study, where they looked at hip fragility and multivitamin consumption and found there was a reduced risk of hip fractures in adults who were taking multivitamins and an overall increase of resistance to osteoporosis. That does not mean it can reverse osteoporosis or that it can stop osteoporosis, but it was associated with a slower progression, which, great, that is fantastic. That is the best we can look for at this point. And in 2020, because again, science did happen in 2020, the effect of multivitamin and multimineral supplement on immune function in healthy older adults was a double-blind randomized controlled trial, and boy, did that have some exciting stuff come out of it. What this particular study found was that older adults who took a multivitamin had higher levels of vitamin C and vitamin zinc available in their bloodstream when they did blood tests. And that is associated both in this study and generically with feeling better. Whether or not that helps your immune system is harder to tell, but psychologically, when you feel better, you're more able to fight off illnesses. You're more resilient, you have more energy. These are all great things and very important. Now, the 2020 study specifically requested uh, additional funding or at least somebody to duplicate their study because they were literally the only double-blind RCT they could find and they want someone to back them up. I would love to back them up because this is the kind of data that is life-changing for people. So going forward, anybody with lots of money, go fund adult, older adult research because dang, that is such a great thing to improve the lives of all these people. So the takeaway from that, older adults, take your multivitamin. There's no downside that we can see, assuming you don't have a history of cancer and are male. Go for it. Let's talk about that whole disease prevention thing. As we mentioned already, there is conflicting evidence regarding vitamins and cancer. There is so much data that is out there. Digging through it all, I was not able to find conclusive evidence of one thing or another. I found three studies that said multivitamins contribute to cancer. I found another three that said they help prevent cancer. And basically, this is me going, hey, if you have better research or any research that you want to send me, check out the email in the link below. I would love to hear about it because I don't have great info to share with you all today, unfortunately. Now, you want to talk about cardiovascular disease? We can, we can talk about cardiovascular disease. So... There are two more recent studies on vascular disease coming forward from the 2013-2014 massive flip on vitamins do nothing. In 2021, a study came out entitled The Association Between Health Risk Factors and Dietary Flavonoid Intake in Cohort Studies. Mouthful, isn't it? But basically what this was looking at was People who have enough flavonoid intake see a reduced risk of cardiovascular disease. And this study was looking at which groups, cohorts in this case, were hitting the level of dietary flavonoid intake that needed to be present in order to see that reduced cardiovascular disease risk. What they found was that adults who were taking a multivitamin were getting that amount of flavonoid in their diet. Now, 
The thing with this study is that it does not say that the multivitamin is what's causing that. What that is saying is that persons who take multivitamins are getting enough flavonoids. Does it have anything to do with the multivitamin? We don't know. But what we do know is that there is a correlation between the two. So if you are taking a multivitamin, think about the other things you're doing with your life. Those may be the cause, or it may be the multivitamin. We would need more data. So in that case, multivitamins aren't hurting you, but they're not necessarily helping you either. The other study that came out fairly recently, this is from 2018, was the effects of multivitamin and multimineral supplementation on blood pressure, a meta-analysis of 12 RCTs. That's a big deal. They managed to find 12 RCTs because I sure couldn't. Granted, I am limited to the free access resources, but still, I found three. Mildly concerned that they only found 12 and they actually had some money and access to larger databases than I did, so that's concerning. But anyways, actually looking at this study, what they found was that if you had normal blood pressure, so that would be our general population people, you got no benefit. There was literally no benefit to you taking a multivitamin with regards to your blood pressure. It didn't lower it, but it also didn't raise it. So it's not hurting you at least. That's, that's a benefit. That's a benefit right there. Hooray! Now, when they did see a benefit was it did have a... I'm going to keep tripping over my words and it's going to drive me insane today. There was a significant impact in lowering the blood pressure of someone with chronic hypertension. Now, significant does not mean large. Significant means that it happened enough we can report it in a scientific study. They actually point out in their paper that this is a small effect. It had no preventative help. It had no long-term impact but it did have a small benefit. And if you are having a hypertensive episode, we don't want to hit you with everything we got. So bring on the multivitamins. <laughs> the other thing this study pointed out was that we really do need more data. Are you tired of me saying that yet? I am. But no, we need more data because they found 12 RCTs in a hundred plus years of research with the blanket claim that many, many health blogs and websites have made about multivitamins helping your blood pressure. Twelve. That's unacceptable. That is too small of a data set to come out and make any sort of bold claim. Even here, I'm not making a bold claim with their data. I'm telling you that, hey, if you have chronic hypertension, taking a multivitamin will help you in a small way. It will not change your life, but it will help. And honestly, if you have chronic hypertension, you need all the help you can get. So we've covered all of our big goals. Do multivitamins prevent cancer? No. Do multivitamins have any impact on cardiovascular disease? We don't know. Jury's out. If you have hypertension, 
give it a shot. It can't hurt unless you have a history of prostate cancer and are male, in which case don't. Multivitamins are majorly beneficial if you're an older adult, though, and there are proposed mechanisms for that, but we're not going to get too deep into proposed mechanisms because I didn't find a study actually on the mechanism effect. But that didn't actually hit the major general goal of most people who are taking multivitamins. People are taking multivitamins to supplement poor diet. A $35 billion industry is not making that kind of money off of low-income individuals who have poor diet. They're making that income off of people who think they have a poor diet, who have money to burn on things like multivitamins. That's very important to remember. Because it is possible that you have a poor diet. However, in the year 2022, you most likely consume fortified foods. Fortified foods are a debate for another episode. They will be coming up at some point in season two. And that's actually going to bring us to our next issue of, is there any risk of taking a multivitamin? The combination of fortified foods and multivitamin can lead to a state of vitamin toxicity. While vitamin toxicity is not a common occurrence, it is something that can happen. Usually what happens when your body consumes more of a vitamin than it needs is it will flush it out, either through fat or water. But if you're consuming too much too rapidly, you run the risk of suffering from vitamin toxicity. This is not a super common issue. There was a 2018 study that came out regarding post-bariatric patients who in combination, who when combining energy drinks, which are a fortified food, with their multivitamin supplement, found that they had toxic levels of vitamin B6 in their bloodstream. Reducing that, in the case of this study, they eliminated the energy drink. Other option would be to eliminate the multivitamin. They went with the energy drink because there were other benefits from removing that from the diet in this case. This was a very small study. Combination effect. And that's kind of what it looks like when we're looking at all of these toxicities occurring. There is a combination or there is a massive overdose. A 1970s study came out and it was talking about vitamin toxicity in neonate. Again, that's the body mass, and all of that coming into play, but those are important things to think about. While you are not likely to end up just from taking a multivitamin, eating lots of fortified foods, and not consuming enough water are definitely going to set you onto a path of higher risk. Additionally, certain health conditions put you at a higher risk of these things anyways. Other things like that would be vitamin A comes up a bit more when we want to talk about vitamin toxicity just because its symptoms are so obvious. We don't hear a lot of vitamin C toxicity just because your body does such a good job of flushing it, assuming you're drinking enough water. Most commonly when you're consuming too much vitamin C, you're doing it in a time frame where you are also drinking more water because you have 
bought into the lovely propaganda that our system has put out that vitamin C makes you feel better when you're sick. Drinking a lot more water makes you feel better when you're sick and having a high level of vitamin C. In your bloodstream at any point in time will make you feel better, but that doesn't necessarily make you better. And as we were talking about, this is the part where I talk about risks. So overdose, overdose on anything is dangerous. That kind of wraps us up though, and that is a very small risk, like I said, assuming you take care of yourself in other ways. So if you wanna take a vitamin, these are the things to keep in mind. Our wrap up here is that multivitamins are not super beneficial. They give you a little bit of benefit if you have chronic hypertension. They are very beneficial if you are over 65. It's gonna help you uh, just live a better life and reduce your risk of all kinds of diseases at that point, but leading up to that point, not so much. And making sure that you are not over consuming vitamins of any kind is very important to keep in mind. I hope you all have a great weekend. Rock on!